What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Pure Evil MMA. I'm your host, as always, Evil Eddie, and there's been so much going on inside the MMA scene to catch up on, and I couldn't do it all by myself, so we have a special guest today. Before I announce him, make sure to subscribe down below here on Pure Evil MMA, whether you're watching on YouTube, iTunes, Periscope. Subscribe, give us a thumbs up, and follow us on social media at Twitter, at Evil Under Echo, that's E-V-I-L underscore E-C-C-O. Also on Instagram, at Pure Evil MMA underscore. This interview is brought to you by MMA Team Manager, and we're going to be discussing that later on today. But let's welcome in our guest. We got the owner of PG Sports here. What's going on, Paul Gerano? What's up? How's it going? It's going good, man. I'm Italian. I've interviewed so many crazy names, but pronounce your last name the correct way. Did I get that? Uh, no, Garino. I was going to tell you before, but I didn't know if you wanted to know, so I waited for you to ask. Oh, you probably suffer just like I did in like uh, middle school, elementary school, when people are trying to guess your name. Like I get Felicio, Velaca. Like they just they yeah, it's butchered. Not, it's it. not normal. <laughs> All right, man. So there's a lot going on. I want to introduce you to everybody really quick. If you can give a 20 second introduction before we jump into the news, what exactly is it that you do over at PG Sports? Because I've seen you bring on guys that have blown up lately, including like Mikey Kimball rocking the PG Sports, you know. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, so uh, like you said, my name is Paul Greeno. I'm from West Saving, Connecticut. I know you're from Connecticut too, so <laughs> got to shout out Connecticut, you know. Um, so yeah, I've been uh, running PG Sports since 2011, just started out as a Twitter page grew to a clothing brand. Now I'm getting to more of the media and marketing side. Um, like I mentioned to you a couple of days ago, I think uh, sort of new, new, new person to the MMA world. I'm probably like two or three years into the MMA created like a separate page for that and boxing. Um, so now, yeah, I sponsor some athletes. I make their t-shirts, uh, collab with some other people, do like interviews, podcasts, all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, just really quick, guys. Make sure to subscribe to Paul's podcast, PG Sports. It's on, uh, it's on SoundCloud, right? Yeah, Average to Savage. It's on everywhere. Yeah, SoundCloud is the main one that I promote. Yeah. So. And we'll get all the links for you guys down below to make it nice and simple. All right, let's jump into the news. I mean, there's so much going on, but I think the number one thing that people want us to talk about is the drama that unfolded last night between Conor. I mean, there's a couple of things. I mean, yeah. we're really in like a pool between Conor McGregor, Paulie Malignaggi, Artem Abaf, <laughs> Habib. I mean, it, it's absolutely crazy. So let's first start with... The Paulie Malignaggi, Artem Labov thing. When you first heard Paulie Malignaggi was going to go to bare knuckle boxing, what was your initial reaction? Um, I just don't really understand what he's really doing. Like me neither. Sometimes I'm like, does this? Does he need money? But I don't think he really needs money because I see him on broadcast too, like doing um commentary. So I don't, maybe he just like loves to fight. I don't know. I really think he's trying to bait in Connor, and that's why when I saw this go down yesterday. I mean, all these people are trying to, just like the same thing with Aero Spence, everyone's trying to get uh, Manny Pacquiao because they want that big payday. <laughs> like, it, it just doesn't make any sense for Paul to do this. He's not even fighting Artem, and yet he smacked him. Let me play the video for everybody really quick here because I thought this was really interesting that they're both at the press conference. I believe it was actually in New York yesterday. And then Artem and Polly are trading, and here it is for you guys. All right, all right, everybody relax, relax. 
He goes, yeah, you got Rumble Johnson there. I mean, people were going crazy over this, and I, I'm kind of shocked that Conor McGregor didn't immediately jump on the airplane, go out there like we saw him back up uh, Artem in New York. Yeah. So listen, man, honestly, honestly, with everything going on with Conor McGregor, I think that's why he didn't really respond, but he immediately jumped on Twitter. He sent out like 20 pictures of the fight, or the, not the fight, but the sparring okay. match that him and Paulie had. And, you know, it, it seems like the fire is burning. And directly after that, he started attacking Habib. Did you see that? What were your thoughts on that? Because there were a couple of funny ones, but really inappropriate and uh, rubbing people the wrong way. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see the Khabib ones. I just saw the, the sparring stuff, and then I saw... Paulie saying, release the whole tape, blah, 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 stuff like that. So there was one tweet that was immediately re uh, removed from yeah. Conor McGregor with him calling his wife. He said, you're married to a towel. And immediately he removed it. But it got so many retweets, so many likes. Now, what do you think the motive is behind that? Because he's already retired. There's so much to unravel here, Paul. He's already retired. Yeah. Now he's picking on Habib. What do you think? That, what is going on here? I think he's doing what he wants to do. Uh, he wants us to all be intrigued and just be watching him, I guess. But uh, I don't like. I kind of, I kind of thought he was definitely going to go back into the boxing just because he made so much money. Oh yeah. So I think, he, I think he might get a boxing match soon. Well, you know, when you make a hundred million dollars and the, like, then you go uh, back, you're not getting paid anywhere near that amount of money. You're making all this cash with the liquor. I mean. <laughs> I, I really don't know what his plan is here, but he's picking on Habib, enticing him, but yet Connor's saying that he's retired. So do you believe that he's retired? Where do you stand with that? What's what's his ploy here with all that? I think I think he I think he's coming back eventually, either at boxing or MMA. It's just weird because he was saying he was planning on a July return or the summer he was planning on returning. Yeah, did you see the uh, the thing when he was talking about the the rose wine? Yeah, uh, the champ that, champ, April Rose. Or no. What was that? Was that an April Fool's joke or no? I don't know. Like, if it is an <laughs> April Fool's joke, they put a lot of money into it. I mean, that was a legit commercial. You know? I think they I think might have done it as an April Fool's, and now they're like, oh, shit, we, have, we should release this. <laughs> For the girl, the champ yeah. champ, Rose. I mean, kind of a weird name, right? But when I first saw it, I didn't think it was an April Fool's, but you had so many people the other day making tweets like, uh, Tim Kennedy was another one. He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna come out of retirement. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight again." It's like if this is real, this is the wrong way to announce that. So, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna, it it's getting, it's getting really weird <laughs> overall. And that's why I stay away from any news lines on April Fool. Like for you guys out there that subscribe to Period of and follow me, I, I will never do that to anybody because it gets so confusing. And then if somebody yeah. reads that, they believe it on your page, and they go. I can't trust this guy moving up. But there are some clever ones that I've seen uh, every year. I always look forward to April Fool's. But let's jump back into the whole Conor McGregor thing. I mean, what are the odds that he's going to jump into 
bare knuckle boxing. Now that Paulie's doing this, Artem's over there. I don't see him making much money over there. But yeah. I heard that wasn't there other uh, lawsuits too going on with the first. I don't know which league it was because I think there's a couple of them. It wasn't the KFC. It was the other one that a boss yeah, runs it or something. Yeah, it. Uh, they weren't paying their fighters. Chris Lieben wasn't paid. His opponent wasn't paid. Because, um. Uh. Who was supposed to fight? There's supposed to be two. Two people. There's supposed to be an NFL player, and then I think another boxer or former boxer or former UFC fighter. One of them was out too. It's interesting seeing bare knuckle yeah. boxing blow up, and honestly, I just I don't think it's gonna. They're gonna what's land your, somebody like Conor McGregor. I know this is kind of throwing, throwing us off the subject, but what's your take on like the whole uh, like barstool thing doing like boxing, and they're getting like more viewers than like regular boxing or MMA? Wait, wait. Tell what is this about? What are they doing? Are they doing something like a Logan Paul kind of celebrity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. They did it like twice, I think. I didn't watch it, but and they're doing it on like I don't know, like five dollars, eight dollars pay per view shit. Let's talk about that really quick <laughs> because the whole pay per view model this day yeah. and age, paying seventy dollars, ESPN, you know, picking up the UFC. Yeah. We, we've been complaining paying seventy dollars for so long, but at the end of the day, you know, we have we have seen some legendary cards. UFC 205 probably being the last, you know, blowout one that broke over 500,000 uh, pay-per-view buys. But now it's so confusing because, you know, yeah. if my mom or, or somebody wants to rent a pay-per-view, you now have to buy ESPN Plus for $5, which I love. If you're a diehard fan, yeah. if you're a manager, if, you know, it's worth the 5 bucks. You get a lot for it. And it, it's not Fight Pass, but it's half the price is Fight Pass, and they got some good content on there. However... All my friends, and you can totally relate to this, all my friends that want to buy one pay-per-view a year when Connor or a big fight comes around, it's so mm -hmm. simple. Go on your TV, on your cable provider, press purchase. Now there's a whole process to it. I think this is going to really affect the market, and it, it's really sad to see. Yeah, I think, too, with uh, – I don't know if you saw the zone. They, uh, they started out with $10 a month, and now they're doing $20 a month. Whoa. So already they're already changing. It's only been like what? maybe six months, eight months. Think about that. So I think that's a, I think they're, they're going, they're going too heavy because $10 is like, everyone's like, all right, cool. Now it's like $20. So I think everyone's going to be like, all right, I don't know. People are complaining about five. And, and this just goes to show it's so expensive to yeah. be an MMA fan in 2019. You have the zone, you have flowcombat.com, you have yeah. ESPN plus, you have fight pass. If you want to hold on to that. And I will say fight pass has other promotions like CES that you can watch on there. And you know, mm -hmm. Island fight stuff like that. They have the whole catalog, but it's, it's just too much to ask for. And now it's it's just too much. The Zone being twenty bucks, Flow Combat, ESPN Plus, it, it, then your cable provider. Even Netflix is going up now again too. I saw the other yesterday. How does this work? You know, because know. <laughs> we can all complain about how expensive our cable package was, but you had everything under one plate, under one place. You know what I mean? Now you have to buy one thing for each, and you're going to end up paying more money. So I think everyone's getting what they wished for at the beginning, and now it's backfiring because everyone was like, yo, I just want to buy ESPN. I just want to buy whatever. But now it's like, like you just said, now you have to buy all of them. Let me ask you this, Paul. When it was announced that ESPN was signing with the UFC – how did you think this was going to go? Because you know, I think it's doing pretty well, but there's only four fight cards this entire, or at least in the six months that they've released a schedule that's going to be aired on ESPN. Yeah, I think that that's also strange. That's definitely not enough for. 
You're hiding it. Once again, that was the issue with Fox. You're hiding until 271. That, yeah, that, so that doesn't make sense either. I mean, back to referring boxing, I, I'm pretty sure they ran more than four box top-ranked boxing matches last year. Actually, I know for a fact they definitely did on regular ESPN. It just doesn't make any sense yeah, to me. And obviously, I mean, UFC is more, I'd say, more popular than boxing. So, You know right what? I will say this. The last couple of cards have had amazing views uh, for them to be able to watch Justin Gaethje's and uh, congratulations to Justin. I just I just see this model failing. And I think a lot of people are bringing up the fact that we used to rely on our pay-per-view stars, right? Like Conor McGregor, Ronda mm -hmm. Rousey, John Jones. Now ESPN, UFC, they're teaming up. They don't really care about their superstars. Look how Dana White's treating the situation with Connor. It, it shows a lot. And I think Connor is, uh, sent out that tweet because he wanted to leverage because somebody out there offered him a co-main event spot, which is a big slap in the face of Connor. Yeah, what, do you know what his contract is, actually? You know, that, that's a weird thing because if like you're going to retire, you have to have no fights left on the contract. You can't just retire. Well, I mean, you could. Why not? Well, yeah, I think you have to. I think there's a fine or, or something. Yeah, yeah, there is probably that goes on with that. But with Conor McGregor, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, the sexual assault allegations and all that." Maybe he's trying to cover up those headlines. I just think Conor's trying to get, you know, his respect back. But it's really hard for him to do with all these illegal allegations that are coming out. Yeah, I don't know. I think the whole thing, everything is just just weird right now again, like I said before. But yeah, the ESPN thing with the, <clears throat> the UFC, I think that was just a reach for them because I don't know how much you know about it, but I know that they lost a lot of viewership past couple of years just because due to like all the new media and stuff like that. It's just a shame. Well, how do you see this playing out? Do you think Connor's going to come? The last question on this. Do you think yeah. Connor's going to come back this summer and fight or you think this is real? My my prediction is he's fight. I think he's going to fight in 2019, whether it's boxing, MMA, or bare knuckle. Who the hell knows? Oh, that would be awful if he if he really does do that. It really yeah. would be. I wouldn't want to see that. I wouldn't mind just seeing the Paulie Malignaggi uh, boxing match. I would rather see it boxing though. Like why? If Paulie's really aiming to have this fight with Conor McGregor. Don't do it at bare knuckle boxing. And you know, I, I love what they're doing over there, but don't do it there. You can make millions of dollars under HBO, Showtime, one of those platforms. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, come on. I, I, I just, I really don't understand Paulie's. I don't even understand why he's doing this over at Bare Knuckle, but it just doesn't make any sense. So let us know what you guys think down below here in the comments, or you can tweet Paul at PG Sports on Twitter. All right, so let's move forward to the next topic here. Amanda Nunez versus Chris Cyborg now in the news, originally supposed to be matched up with Holly Holm. And now, Paul, let me ask you this because you understand the boxing world. How often do you see immediate rematches when you have somebody, like say versus Mayweather lost? Would they give him an immediate rematch? Most likely. But in the UFC, you have people like Chris Cyborg, Jose Aldo, who was the only champion in the UFC slash WC for 10 years, undefeated, and he doesn't get the rematch. Uh, Chris Cyborg was very upset about it. Now she gets it. Uh, do we see that a lot in boxing? Do they turn immediate rematches down? Um, no, because if it's, well, if it's a world title fight, then usually there's a clause in the contract for immediate, immediate, uh, repeat if they, uh, lose rematch. Now, obviously if I can understand if somebody gets knocked out or, you know, something like that, but in, in certain cases, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah, no, it, I think. 
I think slap like, the face. If you get beat like she did, then I think you got to do like a fighter to get a win or two, and then then do the rematch. And obviously, Holly Holm, people were saying, oh, she didn't deserve the the fight. I'm more excited to see Chris Cyborg versus Amanda Nunes, too. But if you're Amanda, it's like, how do I do this better than I did it last time? Same thing with T. Wood versus Lawler in this fight. Lawler, another guy who didn't get his immediate rematch. I mean, how, how do you do it better? You, you really can't. You really I can't. I want to see Ben uh, Arson rematch. The Ben Askren-Lawler one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was another weird one because that was a case with a bad call. Like that one, that one should definitely just be ran back. When there's a bad call like that, I I totally 100% agree. But it was so weird in this Amanda Nunes Cyborg one fight because it was just them. The same thing we saw in the TJ fight where they're just trading, throwing bows, and not playing a smart fight. They're trying to stand their ground so the tougher fighter is. So in this fight, I think. Chris Cyborg's going to be a little slower, a little more calculated, and I think that is a reason to be more excited for this fight. And I think Amanda Nunes clearly is a GOAT at this point, one of the greatest of all time, taking out Misha Tate, Ronda Rousey. Uh, she's on a killing spree right now. This is where it's at. This is definitely where it's at. And on that same night, John Jones versus Santos. So big things right there with Amanda Nunes, Chris Cyborg. What's your prediction for it? Uh, for that one, I mean... I think Nunez is going to win again. I mean, and Cyborg is getting old too. Isn't she? She's older. She's like she got to be close to forty, right? I'm not sure 100 percent how old she is, but she's she's been around the block for a while now. But it's it's the time is right for Chris Cyborg to be in the UFC, face the top challengers. But the only issue is there's nobody at that weight class. Yeah, that's the only issue. So. I got to double check it. I don't if this at featherweight or is this at bantamweight? I have to double check that because Amanda's holding titles in in both divisions. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know uh the women's one too much, but I'm I'm assuming there got to be somebody else like not in the UFC that got to be pretty good, right? Uh yeah, there, there there's a lot of girls yeah. out there that they want to see come into the UFC and fight Chris or you know, even over at Bellator, they got some good uh yeah. good females over there, but something cool. I don't know if that would ever happen if they did some type of uh Bellator versus UFC. We were talking about that backstage at the last Bellator event. That would be awesome. Ryan Bader versus John Jones, too, in the UFC. Now that we've seen some change, like, how cool would that be? Never is going to happen. Never going to happen. I mean, that's how, I mean, once again, I know I keep on going to boxing, but that's how boxing stuff works. Like, the promotions are versus the promotions. Now, for people out there that aren't familiar with boxing, uh, what are the, the three biggest boxing promotions? There's Showtime Boxing, HBO, right? Well, you're talking about that's that's the networks. The networks? How how, how does it so how does it work promoters. there? So like top top rank is a promoter. PBC is that's like Al Heyman's. And I mean, then Floyd Mayweather has his own. That's also kind of under Al Heyman. Which um, one? Which so, so basically, Mayweather, like you're saying, he's done that before with different promotions, correct? Well, yeah, he's like kind. Of, it's kind of weird with that. You know, Al Heyman, right? Yeah, yeah, the promoter, he kind of, right? Kind of, he kind of like runs everything on the low. So obviously, I think that would sell a lot of pay per views. In a, in a time where we don't have any stars, they're looking for kind of circus acts. That's not a circus act. That would be an actual interesting. No, that, would be, that would be a big pay per view. Interesting fight night. Yeah. All right. So honestly, man. Moving forward here, I mean, there's so much that happened this week inside the mixed martial arts scene. Uh, two days. 
in the in the last couple of days it's just been absolutely out of control so <laughs> what's another topic that you want to discuss here moving forward uh i got a question for you yeah let's go do you think uh who do you think is doing better like not like money or like views wise but like in your opinion like which promotion do you like watching better right now bellator or ufc that's a good question, and this also goes into what we were discussing with ESPN because yeah, yeah. if you're looking at the way that things were, UFC was on Fox, now they're on ESPN, but like I said, they're being hidden. Bellator on Spike TV, and if you remember back in the day, <laughs> Spike was the home of the UFC. Dana White didn't like it, but everyone was watching. It wasn't hidden. It, they had Ultimate Fighter on repeat all day, some of the biggest moments on Ultimate Fighter history, Season 10, all the way up to, I believe, Season 11. Now, UFC is gone. They're over at ESPN. There's all these issues with the pay-per-view model, the ESPN Plus. But now you have Bellator, who's on cable TV. Yeah, there is the zone that you got to buy. Yeah, it's a little expensive. But they're giving you more of... I wish they would have more events, but they're giving you a platform where you're not going to have to pay outside of your cable provider. This is the same thing with 1FC, which just had an event this past weekend. Now they're on cable as well. I forgot what station that they're on. But I think that's a huge plus for them. Yeah. And when it comes down to, to fights, the the turn, even PFL, PFL, uh, I, well, actually, they're, they're going to ESPN now. But they were on uh, one of the lower, like CBS or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think Bellator, and I said this back in 2016, every year they're going to get better and better. And I think right now they're not neck and neck with the UFC, but they are definitely turning the corner here. And I think that they're becoming more relevant. Because they used to be considered, you know, when they had fights like Dada versus Kimbo, considered kind of like the uh, the circus act of yeah. the mixed martial arts. Now that it's becoming legit. They have UFC fighters over there, like Bader, like, uh, you know, they, they, they have a bunch of guys over there. Roy Nelson, yeah. Rampage. I really think that Bellator is going to have a great year moving forward. And, you know, the tournament that they put on, having Fade, I mean, there, there's a lot going on over there. I'm more excited when Bellator comes around because... Here's the other thing, though. Bellator has the main card, which is great. The prelims aren't aren't the best. But another thing I like seeing is Bellator having young guys like Mikey Kimball on there yeah. that we can root for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like <clears throat> just the way Bellator is doing things, like marketing-wise, too. Just like I think they're doing a little better job promoting. Yeah, like, like – media. Even with uh, the Fedor sweaters, like they, some people might think it's cheesy, but stuff like that works and it clicks this day and age. Yeah, and I don't really watch TV that much, but I feel like I see more Bellator like advertisements too. Yeah, I, that's why the UFC really got saved with the whole ESPN deal. But it, it is a little tracky right now. Let's talk. Let's jump uh, jump pages here, Paul, because you know you basically do the same thing that I do with podcasting covering mm-hmm. media you're working a full-time job man how do you fit all of this in there like well you know what don't answer that don't answer that yet let me ask you this how do you go about signing guys and getting guys to you know rock the pg sport uh brand what, what do uh-huh. you do you scout for them so, social media it but uh no they i mean mma like i said kind of just fell into my lap i actually got a, i actually got a cool story if you want if you want to hear it yeah Drive right into it. So, yeah, one of my uh, – <clears throat> one of the boxers I work with was training with Lomachenko. Wow. Um, so then I, I was just, like, looking at Lomachenko's bio. This is like, two years ago, I want to say. Yeah, he, I, so I wanted – I was just checking out Lomachenko's bio. And then I just saw, like, 
there was like an email in there like with his uh management team so i was like oh let me just see if they would like see if i could just send them some shirts yeah, obviously i'm not trying to sponsor him because that would be like a crazy amount of money yeah yeah but so i just wanted to see and then uh and then the people that were working with them were like oh we got like this mma fighter coming up and i was like oh all right like i don't really haven't done work with mma and it was uh jose shorty torres at the time oh shit. yeah we know <laughs> shorty he's been on here a couple times yeah. yeah so that's how pretty much i got into the mma world that was uh, he well he was actually one of my yeah one of the first fighters i sponsored but then there was another guy first guy to wear my stuff was uh Anthony uh, Berchek. He used to be in the UFC. Oh, yeah. We, have, we know exactly who that is. So he was in Arizona. Actually, I'm pretty sure <laughs> – I don't think I ever told this on camera, but I'm pretty sure – it was. I think it was 2012, uh, Arizona person hit me up about that uh, dude, Anthony, and he told me about uh, – I'm pretty sure he told me about Ronda Rousey before she was like Ronda Rousey. And wow. I could have got her to wear some stuff, but I, didn't, I just didn't know about MMA like that at all, so – so but yeah, for, back to, so back to the Jose Shorty Torres. Then uh, from there, one of my boys I went to high school with uh, told me about Mike Kimball. Yeah. And this was before his first pro fight. So I just got him some gear, and then uh, we just went from there pretty much. And he was just like, he just was like, yo, you got it. He's the next big thing. And I was like, all right. So I trusted him just because that was my boy from high school. So. There's nothing more exciting than seeing guys on, on the come up, make a big name, end up on those big shows. But, Paul, for those people out there that are trying to start their own business, trying to become managers, trying to do what you're doing or I'm doing, how did it start? And when did you realize that, all right, I, I can actually do this and make this, you know, I, I can start running with this, make it a really big brand? Because you're pretty well known around here in this area. Um, so how to start something? I mean, you just got to start it for sure. Um, sounds basic. Well, when but... did you realize that this is legit? I can do this. What, what, what was going on, and what did it take to get to that point? Um, just getting more and more people to wear it. I mean, that was my original thing was just on social media, just getting just just sending people free stuff like t-shirts and hats. And back then, 2012, 2011, 2012, uh, social media wasn't as big, I guess you'd say. And then, so it was definitely easier back then to get people to, you know, just shout you out or even just send you a picture, like wearing it. Um, so I know, and now there's like, I'm sure you've seen it too. There's like a million clothing brands now, like independent. So yeah, you just got to keep on going and just try to get it out there. I mean, my main strategy originally was just like, you know, when you're like growing up as a kid and uh, you see like, I don't know, who's your, who's your favorite, who's your favorite like athlete of all time or something? Probably Derek Jeter. All right, perfect. So, so yeah, you see Derek Jeter like rocking something. You might like, and you're like, oh, I gotta get that because Derek Jeter's wearing it. You know? Yeah. Like so, that's how I always thought, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna get like all these people to wear it because then people, other people, will see it and want it. So, what but, is your main goal for for this business? Like, where uh, do you want it to go? So, I mean, my original goal, I wanted to be like a baseball sports agent. Uh, but I mean, that didn't work out so far yet. But that was my original goal of creating PG Sports, and then. Pretty much, I've just been taking it wherever it's taken me, pretty much. So are you managing fighters, like helping them out with promotion, or, or, or what, what are you trying to do here uh, um, with PG? In the, MMA, in the MMA world, not really. In the boxing world, more so, yeah, helping helping some fighters get fights and stuff like that. Even basketball. Yeah, I see like, you, you got a lot of basketball guys as well. Yeah, basketball. And basketball is kind of the hardest, too. I don't really work with any NBA players, but I work with some WNBA players. But... uh yeah, like basketball is obviously huge overseas and stuff, so that's a different aspect and market. So just 
trying to get into whatever pretty much. So or do you have like a, a team of people that help you with this or are you doing this all by yourself? Uh, no, I'm pretty much doing it myself. I mean, I have a guy that sometimes does graphics for me. So getting back to my first question, how the hell do you fit all of this <laughs> into your schedule? Uh, I love that question because everyone thinks they're so busy. So uh, <clears throat> I hate that word now as I get older and older. But, uh, you know, I just go to my job, like my nine to five. I usually get a 4.30, but, and then, I mean, I could do stuff a little during work on my phone, you know, and uh, from there, you know, get home and just continue to do it. I mean, you have a lot of time. Like, I broke it down one day for somebody. I mean, I've, this is if you're, like, single and don't have, like, a family, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't, like, so if you, so if you go to, so if you'd say, say you travel, like, an hour for work total or two hours, so I minus it, so you still have, like, and then eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work, whatever, two hours. So it's at 20 hours. You still got like four hours to do shit. <laughs> say one hour, even say, if you want to say one hour to eat the whole day, you still got three hours to do something. You know, and, and the thing that I love about it, me and you were laughing about this the other day, because I asked you that same question when we yeah. were on the phone the other day. And for people out there that are, are dealing with, you know, their boss yelling at them or they wake up not feeling motivated. I mean, you know, everyone has issues in life, and I think mixed martial arts or your business, my business, is something that inspires us when we wake up excited about what's going to happen today, who am I going to find today. Uh, I think that's one of the special things about it, and when you say busy, shut the fuck <laughs> up! When yeah. you say busy, man, any downtime that you have, you could be doing something, and when you have something productive to do, it yeah. makes you feel alive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, even like I'm sure you probably feel it now too. Sometimes like I feel guilty for not doing something that day, a certain day. Like I have to do at least something, like something like not work related. You know. What made you start the podcast? Because you've had some some decent names. Didn't you have Marlon on there not long ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before I get to that, I want to say the thing that also with the MMA and boxing, like I think they kind of relate to us too because when they're on the come up, they understand like we're still low too. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not anyone big yet, you know? Yeah. So I think they get that too compared to like other athletes that are making millions, you know? Helping one another out. That's a huge thing. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, that's why they want to come on like your show because that's good media for them. And especially like when it's the guys that are what one and oh, two and oh, three and oh, four and oh, five and oh, whatever, uh, just on the come up. And you know what? That's what I love about social media. You meet so many yeah. people, so many connections. And when you're, you know, at this part in the totem pole, you could go a year, two years without making any real progress. And I was talking to you about this. You can have on Conor McGregor. It doesn't mean that your show is going to be the biggest thing. It's about staying consistent and, you know, making connections, talking with people. And slowly by surely, you'll, you'll start growing. But it, yeah. a lot of people give up. And another thing that I like to talk about is, how many people have a dream but give up on it because other people are telling them they can't do it? It's not possible. Have people told you this before in the past? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, there's always doubters and stuff like that. I mean, just, I was just telling my, one of my friends today, like I remember when I first started, people were like laughing at me and stuff. I'm sure I think that I've been – I'm pretty sure you wrote statuses like that too before. Oh, I snap. So, I, I freak out about it, man. I don't – I mean, it's not even anything. I mean, I don't care. But – uh yeah, that's why. But I know and now I know like, bro, like people hit me up now. So now it's like I know like it's something that it has to be something. Well, if you have haters and you, you're doing something right. Well, I just remember I, I started the podcast uh, years ago with this kid 
And I remember we went to a Bellator event, and it was me, my ex-girlfriend, him, and a couple of his boys. And the mm-hmm. whole time, you know, I was so inspired, like, oh, oh someday we're going to have this guy on. Uh, someday we're, we're going to be doing this and that and the other thing. And I was sitting there on press, uh, not on press row, in the stands with them. And I, I told them, I said, next time I'm here, I'm going to be on press row. And they all started laughing, dude. So I, I flipped out. I walked outside, smoked a cigarette. And I think that really lit a fire into my ass. And you know who was on press row the next time Bellator came around? Your boy right here. You know, people need, you need to believe it first. You can't just do like, and, and you say like the doubters, uh, there, there's always going to be doubters. And I hate seeing when, you know, you're in high school and people are telling you, oh, you want to be in the NFL. Yeah. Good luck with that. But you know what? Someone the same age, the same grade with the same dream is now in the NFL. You know what yeah. I mean? Like someone's next. Why not yeah. me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And getting back to my podcast, I, I started last year. It's called Average Savage and perfect you brought up that the nfl person because i nfl like you say anyone get it whatever <clears throat> i just had uh jerome cunningham he's from connecticut also and uh he went to division two school southern and he didn't even play the year the year that it was he was draft eligible he either got undrafted didn't even play that year was working at taylor rental just putting up tents and then he gets a call in 2014 like he had trouts and so you get a call in 2014 he's working at taylor rental he's at mcdonald's he gets a call from the giants next day he's wow. practicing the giants Wow. Now he's been in the league for six years now. You know what? Listen. We'll... So like you said, like it could happen to anyone. If you work hard, this dude, if you see, if you go on his page, you see, he's one that, you know why he got there? Because he works out all the time and works hard and trains hard. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's fair that these guys in colleges, college basketball, college football, aren't making money? Do you think they should be making money? Um, It depends on the person, I think. Uh, I don't think – there's no way you could – you, there's no way you could say everybody should get like a thousand dollars because then that's not equal. Yeah, but, but like, you... so say like a Zion, like the, I heard something like say like a Zion and he wants to go do like an autograph signing, like let him go do an autograph signing. Who cares? You have the schools making so much yeah. money. They're they're wearing you know Nike. They're, they're making thousands of dollars, millions of dollars off of them. And I I just feel like they should get a little compensation, at least the big stars, like you just yeah. mentioned. There should be some kind of maybe maybe a percentage of like something for like, and then the bigger players get a larger percentage. I don't know. I don't know how the hell it would work, but something like that. A lot of guys, you know, I don't know know either. Uh, They do get stipends every month. You you know how hard it is. You can be the biggest star of your college, but not make it into the NFL. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially the NFL. Yeah. It's crazy. Like at least in basketball, you could go overseas and make some good money. (laughs) Like football, you, you don't make it. You're, you're done. So, Paul, let me ask you this one last question before we end today's show. What can we expect from you uh, this month? If people go on your page, what do you have that you're working on right now coming out? Um, so I am working on some new gear. Uh, got some new T-shirts and new hats for the summer. Um, definitely going to be working, hopefully, with some more athletes, stuff like that. Not really trying to get some new athletes, just trying to build on my current athletes that I work with. Yeah. So listen, man, I want to thank you so much for joining me here on Pure Evil MMA. What I like to do at this point is give the microphone over to you. Where can people find the merchandise if they want to go buy? Obviously, I'll have the link down below, but uh, where can people find the merch? Yeah, for sure. Uh, It's pg-sports.com. All right, Paul. Thank you so much. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at PG Sports. You have a bunch of pages, right? You want to throw those out? 
Yeah, I got a bunch of pages now. I told you the other day too. I just started, like I said, I had the boxing one, then May one. So I, I was like, screw it, I'm making all of them. Just like, I was like fuck it. So, anyways, yeah. But the if, since the MMA heads are on here, I know. So <clears throat> it's just PG Sports MMA on Twitter and and uh, Instagram. And do you have any shout-outs, anything at all? The floor is now all yours. Now, just shout-out to Pure Evil MMA for having me on. Man, Appreciate thank it. you so much, Paul. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll talk to you soon, boss. Definitely. I'll see you. All right. Later. Peace. There you guys go. Paul G from PG Sports. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in today here on Pure Evil MMA. We got a lot to discuss later on in today's show. I mean, me and Paul kind of scratched the surface when it came down to the Conor McGregor thing. I think this is so interesting because let's just talk about it now. Let's just talk about it now. Conor McGregor, Habib, Paulie Malinashi, Artem Leboff, like me and Paul were just saying, why is Pauly at W, uh, the BKFC? If he really wants to fight Connor, go over to boxing. He's trying to start shit with Artem. He's not even fighting Artem. Artem's fighting Jason Knight. What are they doing? I gotta say, huge for BKFC. They have uh, Rumble on there. They got Misha Tate working for them now. I mean. Or no, not Misha Tate. It, it's just Rumble Johnson that's fighting. I think Misha went over to one. That's right. But you know what, guys? They have an upcoming card this weekend, next week. I believe it's this weekend. And our girl Misfit Ferreira is going to be on there. So when you see stuff like this, promotion like this, means we're winning. Our, our, our girl Misfit's winning because more people are going to be tuning in, viewing it. But I just think all this Conor McGregor stuff, it's just ridiculous. Uh, what happened last night... It could be funny, but he insulted, when, I, I laughed at it, but when he insulted Habib's wife, Ali Abdelaziz said, you know what, you, there's 1.1 billion or million or whatever Muslims out there that you just offended. This is not good for you. He immediately deleted it. But it's like, Connor, you just retired. You lost to Habib. Why are you picking on him? What is going on? The little Pauli Malignaggi thing. After he slaps hard him, he posts up all these photos. Connor's just out of control, man. He retires from MMA and becomes a full-time uh, Twitter troll. That, that's what's going on with Conor McGregor. What do you guys think about this? I keep asking you, but it seems like nothing has changed. Nothing has changed from last week to this week with the whole retirement thing. And the way that Dana White's handling it, it just seems like he's not even giving it any attention. Now you have the New York Times coming out with the sexual assault, which I reported on, and I know there was a lot of media members like, oh, we don't want to talk about this because uh, no real outlets are talking about it. Everyone in Dublin was talking about it. I know their laws are a little bit different, but when that girl came out and was like, I have Connor's baby. Oh, I don't want any money. I just want a DNA test. And if you look at the pictures, the girl's wearing expensive clothing, big brand names. I doubt she needs money. She just wants her her son or her daughter, I think it was the son, to know who her father is. Conor McGregor smacking the phone out of somebody's hand. Conor McGregor is out of control. And it looks awful. And I think that's why the UFC offered him a co-main event spot to give him humble pie. And I think that's what caused this whole mess. Because, you know what? Conor could be the biggest star in the world right now. But when he's doing stuff like this, the UFC wants no part of it. How long did it take the UFC 
to not be considered a barbaric sport. And now you have them out there raising hell. Raising hell. And he has, I don't want to say inspired, but kind of made a, a, a blueprint or improved a blueprint on talking shit is the way to go. That's how you're going to make a big name. You see a lot of his teammates do it, Dylan Dennis. Now we're seeing fighters do it, trying to get noticed. Kobe Covington, he was always like that. I've interviewed him before. He started getting uh, everyone on his ass. And he was always like that. But he took it to a whole new level. And then you have him and Usman fighting outside of the cage at a brunch in Vegas. In the video, you hear children, women screaming. That makes our sport look awful. You have Matt Hughes coming out with all these allegations. Josh Cullibert Copeland, all these allegations. The Tony Ferguson thing, to an extent. Doesn't look good, man. Connor's just running with it. And if the UFC wants to part ways with him, I'm sure he'll do fine. But what a shame would it be if Connor really did retire and we never get to see him on ESPN or inside the octagon because when our heart radio asked me to come on after the Mayweather fight, they were up in arms saying they wanted to see him back in the boxing ring. I do not, I certainly don't want to see Connor back in a boxing ring. I, I definitely don't want to see him do bare knuckle boxing. I really don't. I don't even want to see Paulie do it. But I think one thing that we're learning is there's different options out there now. Even Paul was just saying, Bellator, on the rise. 1FC, on the rise. Conor McGregor, full-time troll. Full-time troll right now. Yesterday was uh, one hell of an event. One hell of an event. Also, guys, check out PureVoteMMA.com for all the latest headlines and updates. I think on there, uh, Josh Barnett signs with, the, uh, with, with Bellator recently. There was a bunch of great fights. That were just announced. Like I said, Woodley versus Robbie Lawler too. John Jones versus Santos. Holly Holm versus Chris Cyborg. There are a ton of fights that were just announced that we can look forward to. UFC 239 is so stacked. I'm Evil Eddie from Pure Evil MMA. PureEvilMMA.com, guys. White knuckles to the end. Remember, without evil, there's no purity. Behave yourselves.